This is a contemporary conservative.net podcast. This is another episode of Conservative Conversations with your host, Reed and Frank. How are you doing today, Frank? Doing pretty well. Feels like spring has sprung over on this end. I know what you mean. It's been a pretty beautiful weekend as far as the weather goes. I hope it keeps up. Yes, me too. Uh, I unfortunately think we're getting some rain this week, but uh, it's at least supposed to start getting warmer. So that's, I guess, the silver lining in that. Yes. But rain's to be expected. And the April showers bring May flowers. And what do May flowers bring? Um, pilgrims. Pilgrims. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But anyway, so uh, how about we start off with a few news headlines across the web? Sounds like a good warm-up. To kick things off. Let's see. The first thing we got is... uh, All right. This is pretty good. Trump slams Mayorkas, I believe is how his name is pronounced. Um, That's Biden's... Homeland Security guy, maybe? One of his new, those new people. I don't know what department he in, he's in. But Trump slams Mayo Cruz and calls for Congress to investigate gag order on the media. I believe this is related to news about the border, border situation. crisis. Yeah. Or challenge, depending on who you're asking. Ha, challenge. Yeah, because sure words matter that much. <laughs> right? Well, I'll do my best to say what this line is here. Former former President Trump slammed Homeland Security. Yep, that was right. I got him right. Uh, Mayorkas, who spent Sunday morning defending the Biden's handling of the administration, administration's handling of the crisis at the border. The t- latest twee mail from the 45th president who was permanently banned from Twitter after the January 6th Capitol riot. Uh, it came after uh, Mayorkas was on the morning news rounds at CNN, uh, Meet the Press, and Fox News Sunday, blaming Trump's uh, policies for the border after crisis rather than Biden's policy. Right, right. Trump zeroed in on catch and release in which authorities detained illegal immigrants and released them with notices to Imperial Court and called for inquiries into a gag order pertaining to um, uh, yeah, uh, border protection being able to talk to the press right right i've heard about that uh trump said the pathetic and clueless performance of mayorkas on the sunny shows today was a national disgrace what was pretty bad there were a few times he looks like you know totally a deer in the headlights and 
There have been a few people. It it wasn't just Saki who made the mistake, you know, calling it a crisis. Um, There have been reporters hitting him, too. You know, he keeps saying it's a challenge and they're saying, how is it not a crisis? I mean, I haven't been proud of the media until this. I mean, at least they're fanning the flames here under this. I mean, they're holding their feet to the fire in some way because they're trying to say, oh, it's not a crisis, it's a challenge. And the media is doubling down. They, right. I've seen the videos where they're saying, well, how how is it a challenge and not a crisis? And the that guy and Saki, they're both just kind of caught yammering going, uh, uh, because... Uh, there we're putting a system in place, you know. <laughs> uh huh. It's a very convincing job that they're all doing. Right. Uh, a little bit more on this one before we move to a different one. It says Trump called for Congress to uh, look into why Biden is refusing to allow lawyers and journalists uh, access to border facilities, which have been subjected to overcrowding due to the surge of migrants at the border. Well, probably because all those kids are getting sold off to people in Russia or somewhere, China, probably China, excuse me. They're probably doing something with all these kids. I mean, there's a reason, well, I don't know. I don't know that I should go that far, but I think there's a reason that they want the flood of immigration. And I think it's for questionable things. I mean... Cheap labor, cheap labor, cheap labor. Everybody says cheap labor, but I think there's a little more... That's probably a little more lewd and lascivious to it, too. I mean, there's an underground sex industry. There's there's human trafficking and human slavery. Right. <clears throat> that's one of the things I've heard a couple people sort of mention um, recently with those shootings in Georgia at the... Uh, massage parlors. Right, right. And the majority of the women were Asian. Right. Um, and I've heard a lot of people say, you know, talk about, you know, how all the the left is talking about slavery, uh, how that was a big problem, of course. And of course, it's it's over with, and especially in our country, obviously, and most Western countries. But there's still some form of slavery in other countries, and primarily what does exist in our country is sex slavery. Yeah. But nobody talks about that as right. an actual problem. Right. So, yeah, that kind of goes with what you were saying. The racial slavery was almost simpler, you know, because it was just white on black. It kind of just flowed one way. But now, I mean, anybody could be a slave. You just are in the wrong place at the wrong time at the wrong age and the wrong attractive level whatever you know and some somebody fancies you you wind up in the back of a limo you know you don't know you're whisked off someplace and never to be seen or heard from again it's amazing to me i mean i don't know and it seems that the powers that be sort of do more to encourage these types of things than discourage well um if we wanted to stick with the topic briefly about the sexual slavery. Another thing that's kind of been in the news uh, lately, I'm sure you heard about, is uh, the Grammys. And mm. uh, what's her face? Cardi B and the other person I don't really Cardi know. Cardi B and is. Megan the Stallion. Yeah, her. 
and what they were doing. Right. And stuff like that that normalizes, like, uh, you know, perverse sexual, well, maybe not perverse, but very yeah. lewd sexual acts like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, normalizing, you know, very loose sexual morals doesn't lend well to the problem of uh, sex slavery. It just, it sort of like makes people more susceptible to being victims of it. Yeah, I think that's true. I think there's definitely something there. I mean, it's sort of... What I was just going to say, it sort of reminds me of the way they say rape culture is so bad on college campuses, but nothing's ever done about it. Instead, the, you just hear about how bad rape culture is on campuses. I recently came across a series of, uh, I guess they're television programs. I find them on YouTube, but um, they're called Sex on Trial. And I've only mm-hmm. seen one episode, but it, it was an episode where a bunch of boys at a university were being tried um, for supposedly uh, what essentially equates to gang raping a girl because they were all part of a frat. And, and you know, they tell different stories. The girl supposedly wanted to sleep with all these football players, but then the next morning... When she finds out that there's video footage of her doing these lewd acts, and, and, you know, maybe she was under the influence at the time, but eventually these boys, all their charges were dropped because the girl in the footage, I mean, that was the best evidence they had, was the footage, and they had an expert look at her body language, and she, the what he said was that she was in control of those boys, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think this sort of idea of it's 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 very layered because you have the victim mentality. You know, they always play the right. victim oh, yeah. card, always a victim. You you can't escape the patriarchy, and you can't escape, you know, all this stuff that's piled up against you the whole system's rigged up against you Mm -hmm. and if you try and embrace your sexuality that's just a wonderful thing but what are you actually doing you're playing right into some pervert's hands you're doing these lewd sex acts you're you're doing things that are obscene and you're inappropriate you're basically playing right into the patriarchy exactly Mm -hmm. how empowering for women Right, I mean, I mean that's basically some of what Cardi, not Candace, has said to Cardi. I mean, uh, what I forget what the exact quote was, but she basically said to her, "What parent would want her little daughter to grow up like you?" Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. Well, I think the sad thing is morals have dropped so badly, and. And not only morals, right. not only morals, but but the understanding, the education, the discussion of what's moral, what's mm-hmm. ethical, what's right and wrong. These standards have dropped so low in America that I dare say Candace is partially wrong. Someone out there would be happy to see their girl being Cardi B because they'd say, well, she's rich. 
Yeah. She's rich. And that's how some people define success and they define, you know, what is apropos. Yeah. There's, there's a lot to it. There's like you kind of hinted at, there's many layers to, to the issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not exactly cut and dry, but I agree with Candace all day long. Um, Sure. Yeah. I think that Cardi B, you know, God forgive me because I don't know her, but I think she's a terrible person from what I've seen. And it's not just the videos, you know. I mean, there's a whole industry behind her and behind these lyrics Mm -hmm. and these performances. But but it's sort of, I mean, this is where I agree with Candace is I think if you're in a position of power, it's the old Spider-Man uh, thing you know that his grandmother tells him with great power comes great responsibility and if you have you know I mean I'll use nice little numbers because I don't know her popularity but if she has a million diehard fans who are young girls think of what she could do to actually help these girls she could she could <clears throat> and she chooses instead to talk about WAP because I don't know if I can even say that on this. Uh, we'd rather not. Yes, I know. <laughs> if you don't know what WAP is, people, go look it up. <laughs> Urban Dictionary will probably tell you. Well, steal your your nerves before doing so, but yeah. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> but yeah, there's, it's a complex issue that I was about to say has complex solutions, but... Depending on how you look at it, not really. I mean, some of the solutions seem pretty simple, but yeah, and simple, simple, and and therefore revolting to a lot of people. I mean, the idea. I mean, because this is how I would sum it up. I don't know. You'd probably agree with me to some extent, but in your own words. But ideally, we'd just go back to a simpler time. You know, it's like the old um, "All in the Family" intro, where she's singing. Girls were girls and men were men. <laughs> you know, yeah. we need to go back to a time where girls play with dolls and boys play with bow and arrows and kill deer and skin them and s- stuff like that. And, <laughs> and uh, Blow stuff up. Yeah, and you actually work your children. They, they ought to be out using their bodies, not just their thumbs, on a little machine. And, uh-huh. um, you know, we just go back to a simpler time and still ethics, like worth it, work ethic and, and the ethic of honesty, you know, um, <clears throat> we just have to go back. And, of course, nobody will want to do that. Everybody wants to look towards the future. I myself would like uh-huh. to buy a, a Big Mac on the moon someday. So we all want to go yeah. forwards, not backwards. But I don't know. People need to just sit down and be honest with themselves, I guess, and just, you know, realize what's what's true and what's right. And it's not Cardi B and WAP and seeing lewd sex acts on at 6 o'clock on the news. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of being honest, here's our next headline uh, dealing with... Joe Biden's health, which maybe people should be honest about. Is his lithium battery going low? They got to <laughs> plug him in or get him a new one? Well, probably, yeah, probably got to get him a new new one. 
Really? What's actually <laughs> happening? I'm sorry. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't really want to make too much fun of the guy. Yeah. Um, but headline is former White House physician says something is not right about Biden's health. Let's see if I can get a little bit more details. I've seen a bunch of pictures of him getting the shot. So maybe he's had it like 17 times as a publicity stunt. And he's grown a third <laughs> arm or something. <laughs> yeah. Not only was he a former physician to some presidents, this guy, Ronnie Jackson, he is a representative for Texas's 13th congressional district. He shared his concerns about Biden's conditions in uh, some tweets. I served as White House physicians under three presidents. I've seen what it takes physically and mentally to do the job. I can tell you right now that Biden, he said, uh, I can tell by the way that Biden has been hiding from the public that something's not right. His remarks follow a series of physical and verbal gaffes from Biden over the past several days. And, of course, it talks about him stumbling on the steps. Yeah, dude, I wish you could see the video of that. Nothing more than a misstep on the stairs, according to... Oh, it was several missteps. Uh, Kate Bedingfield. He fell twice. How is that one misstep? Uh, I don't know. I actually haven't really heard anybody go into too much detail about how you know, what happened. Well, he's walking up, okay, so he gets off a little, like, helicopter, we'll say, and he walks across mm -hmm. a big parking lot sort of thing, talking to some guy, sure. like a general, and the general is, like, walking him up to, like, Air Force One or Marine One or something, whatever it is, and so he starts going up these steps to board the plane. And at first, it's like a misstep. You can see that. He kind of just maybe loses his balance, gets thrown off, and he doesn't think he's going down. So he rights himself, grabs the railing, keeps going, trips. Like almost immediately, because he actually was off balance. He was going to fall. He just kind of caught it the first time, but then he ends up falling anyway. Then he gets up, dusts himself off, Starts climbing the stairs, and boom, falls again. Oh, gosh. So it's twice in a row, and and once he thought he was going to fall, but instead just stopped. So it was almost three falls in a row going up one flight of steps. Yeah, that's not good. I did hear that, that uh, I don't know if it was somebody in the White House or maybe just a mouthpiece somewhere trying to say it was windy. Blaming on the wind that day. Uh, I've seen the video. That's why I'm saying I wish you could see it because this spin mm -hmm. is just spin. It's lip service. It's, you know, whatever. People aren't going to get out there and say, yeah, he took a fall, so what? They're trying to sell newspapers and stuff, you know, so. But anyway, you can tell. You can tell. It wasn't wind. It wasn't a misstep. It wasn't whatever the hell they're going to say. But also, I don't know how many questions you could ask about it either. I mean, what are you going to say is, 
Is he going to apologize to the stairs for <laughs> smacking him so hard? I mean, what the hell kind of questions are you going to ask about it? There's video. He took a fall. Big deal. It should be yesterday's news. Well, I know one reason why some conservative outlets are talking about it is they're mostly talking about the coverage, the way the news is covering it. You know, they're brushing it off as no big deal, but they make a huge deal out of Trump having to hold a cup of water with two hands as he is going down the ramp or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in that case, I do see what you're talking about. I mean, I've heard some people refer to him as a diplomatic disaster. And that's because, mm -hmm. you know, this is just piggybacking this big tumble down the stairs or whatever. I mean, he didn't tumble down them, but this couple of falls in a row uh, is coming on the back of these atrocious talks out of Alaska out and and other such, you know, there's a lot of issues going on in the world. And he's just not looking like a good representative, not a very strong man, not not very, you know, projecting or fit or capable. Yeah, he keeps having... All these gaffes, he again said President Harris, which I think is a real Freudian slip. Well, it's happened before. It's happened many times. This is a Freudian slip that won't go away. He's said it over and over. They might as well just coronate the bitch, call her king, and have it done with. <coughs> browsing around for one more headline we can look at here. Well, and for anybody who's fair-minded out there, I'll just take this moment to say that it sure. it was a very crude thing for me to call our vice president uh, the B-word there, but um, we're not fond of her, and it is what it is. Maybe that was my own Freudian slip, but I generally do not like referring to people in office that way. Especially in not such a forum as this. So my apologies to you, to those of you listeners who might have been offended. Well, nothing wrong with doing that. We don't, we don't want to dissuade any listeners who might not necessarily agree with us. I mean, we're glad you're listening. And because some people on the other side won't even take a moment to hear what we have to say. Yes, and we invite so you welcome. back any day of the week to Contemporary Conservative. Ah, here's uh, a good one. Dems way eliminating a filibuster, but most Americans have no idea how it actually works. Yeah, that's true. It's mostly the beginning part of that that caught my uh, attention because I heard that... Uh, Joe Manchin is kind of waffling on whether he will support changing the filibuster. Yeah, that's the last uh, several headlines I read on the matter was um, I heard that this is the kind of clever thing that they're doing, just like with the border crisis challenge. Um, now they're they're changing it, though. They're not going to get rid of the filibuster. They're going to rewrite the filibuster they're going to change the filibuster edit the filibuster 
And Manchin had said that he's not willing to get rid of the filibuster, but they do seem willing to sort of change the rules, mm-hmm. which in effect would get rid of the filibuster. So you might call it one and the same, but, you know, you do this sort of mind trickery and if enough people buy it. Yeah, it's sometimes all it takes is a little bit of wordplay. To get somebody to change their mind on how they look at something. Yep. Reminds me of the story of the boy who got a dollar from his dad. And he traded it for two quarters. Because two's better than one. And then he traded those two quarters for three dimes. Because three's better than two. (laughs) You heard that one? (laughs) Right? Nope, I have not. Well, it goes all the way down to where the kid's got five pennies because five's better than four nickels. And he's gone from a dollar to five cents. (laughs) Based on simple but inaccurate logic. In this article that I I pulled it up, will Democrats blow up the filibuster? A radical path? to a progressive agenda. They'd better not. Uh, I hope not. I don't even know what to say, though. I mean, could you imagine if the Republicans would have done this? Uh, They'd be raising heck over it, uh, destroying our democracy, uh, threatening our... Our way of life. It's racist. Yeah, it's of course it's, it's racist. racist. Of course it's racist. <laughs> Somehow. The most interesting thing I heard is they want to try and change the rules back to like the old Mr. Smith goes to Washington kind of rules. The the ones that have made um, Rand Paul a little more famous. Where you have to stand and just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. <coughs> Yeah, I think I heard something about that, and where they, you know, where it forces them to actually, they call, I think they call it a talking filibuster, right? Um, maybe so, I don't know, but I know the rule that they're trying to instill back in is they, the rule is that they have to command the Senate, meaning, like, lead it, so they have to be there leading the whole proceeding, and it won't end until they uh, essentially until they do. Right. Uh, here we go. This this is kind of what I was looking for. I skipped over a bunch of stuff. And now it says, for starters, a filibuster is any Senate tactic to to hold up a bill or nomination. In fact, some may argue The term filibuster is pejorative. The Senate features unlimited debate. That's where the filibuster kicks in. If the senator has the floor and wants to talk and talk and talk, well, they can delay something by talking. But that's not the way most filibusters work. And that's why some senators take offense at the accusation they're even conducting a filibuster. Right. Because it almost, it's like a legalese thing. Because it's like if you want to delay a case, 
and you just make a motion to just you know do this and then you have a whole day mm-hmm. to decide if you're going to approve or deny that motion and then you you hurry up and say well wait well let's do this one too and it's like you can never get to a final verdict because it's always being delayed 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 you hear some court cases going on for, you know years 10 years 20 years <clears throat> right so that makes sense that filibuster would just be any sort of you know deterrent to a natural processing of you know general senate work <clears throat> right and the Senate rules allow a limited debate. Senators may con- uh, contend all they are doing is exercising their prerogatives. And, <laughs> and this is kind of what the article is referring to that I kind of skipped over. And because everyone watched, Mr. Smith goes to Washington, the public is <laughs> hornswoggled. <laughs> into thinking all filibusters unfold in the Senate uh, take place on the floor and unfold for hours at a time. Yeah. But pretty much all Democrats want to do is change the rules so it makes it easier for them to change oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. And back when they're in the minority, majority. back when they're in the minority, they'll want the filibuster you know, badder than than a heroin addict once crack smacking jail. So <clears throat> it's just preposterous. It's absolutely crazy. That's why I said they'd better not do it. Right. It's sort of the same situation wh- when we were talking about the whole packing the court stuff. I mean, they'll pack the court and then they'll complain the next time Republicans have the power and want to use. Yeah, that we've packed the, the, the same, court. Do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. What's good for the goose is only good for the goose in America. But do you have any final things? I did that have you something. Can we back up? Sure. What was what were we talking about there before we got into the goose gander thing? Um, what was that last topic we were on? Uh, the Senate rules. Oh, about um, the filibuster, filibuster yeah. packing court. Um. I don't know. Maybe I don't have anything on it. I thought I did there, but um, um, Joe Manchin, uh, mm. nope, nothing. Nope, not coming up with it. So, I guess that's all she wrote. All right. Well, I think that pretty much covers a quite a few topics, and uh, we hope the listeners enjoyed it, and. We'll catch up with them later. Or they'll catch up with us. I said that last week. (laughs) Well, and in the meantime... (laughs) However it goes. And in the meantime, you can always seek out our website, contemporaryconservative.net. You can find our other channel, which Reed will tell you now. (laughs) It's the Wacky and Wonderful Radio Show. You can listen to it wherever you're listening to this podcast. And as always, please leave a rating and review. And until next time.